What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. So as I've said before, and I'll say again, the debt ceiling fight is not what is irresponsible. Over $31 trillion in debt. That is what is truly irresponsible. And I think it's, frankly, irresponsible of the Biden administration to not even want to talk about it, not even want to address it, but just expect Republicans to rubber stamp a raise in it. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for once I agree with Biden there. Uh, welcome back to the Effie program here on WVNN. Joining me on the on the show right now, Phil Kirpin. He's the president of American Commitment. Find out more about them at AmericanCommitment.org. You can also follow him on Twitter at Kirpin. Phil, really appreciate you coming on and talking about this today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So apparently, according to the news, we're reaching the debt ceiling limit today. That doesn't mean we'll default today. They're saying that could happen in June. But what do you think about this? Kevin McCarthy wants to negotiate on this, and he wants to start having the conversation now. But the Democrats and Biden say uh, no, and they're not going to even address it. They just think it should be passed, and that's it. You know, the whole the whole reason that we have a debt ceiling is to force a conversation about the trajectory of federal deficits and spending, and uh, you know, prevent it from getting totally out of hand. And if your response when you reach it is just increase it, but don't change anything, don't change anything about spending, don't change anything about the fiscal trajectory we're on, uh, then it has no purpose at all. And you know, the debate that we're having right now is between you know, Republicans and conservatives who think that the problem we've got is the debt and the $31.5 trillion that we owe that's on a trajectory to rise dramatically over the next couple of decades and, you know, the possibility of a real debt crisis where we actually can't afford to pay our bills and you have a Greece-style meltdown, and the Democrats who think the debt's not a problem at all, the problem is the debt ceiling. And if we just increase the limit on, you know, allow unlimited borrowing without changing any of our spending, then we'll be okay. Now, I think that Democratic media position is a little bit ridiculous to anyone who's looked at the actual numbers and uh, the, the path that we're on. Um, but that's basically the debate that's going on right now. And the question is sort of, you know, who's, who's going to blink uh, between Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden? And, um, yeah, who, who do you think is going to blink? I mean, any any thoughts on that? My guess it would be Republicans will hold out until the very last minute or both sides are kind of hold out and then come to some kind of agreement the last hour. That's what's kind of happened in the past. Is that likely to happen again? Well, uh, you know, here's the difficulty is that the Republicans and Democrats have learned very different lessons from the last big confrontation when we had divided government over the debt ceiling, which was in 2011 after we had the Tea Party wave and uh, the conservatives really forced John Boehner's hand and he ended up getting, uh, remember they were pushing cut cap and balance and all that, and then he ended up getting the Budget Control Act, which pretty significantly reduced spending. And uh, we were actually on a much better spending trajectory until the last few years when everyone went crazy with all the COVID spending and went through the roof and so forth. Um, but 
the lesson the Democrats learned from that was that it was a huge mistake, and they never should have negotiated, and they never should have even sat down at the table, and they should have just demanded, you know, a, a no-strings-attached increase in the debt ceiling, and they've actually had a couple of no-strings-attached increases since then. And so we've got... Um, you know, we've got two parties that are coming at this from totally different places, and they're very far apart. And, you know, normally I'm cynical enough to say, of course, Republicans will fold. They always fold, and uh, they're going to fold again this time. But, you know, the thing that's different this time is what those 20 conservatives did uh, before McCarthy became speaker, and they, they demanded that uh, he not allow the debt ceiling to be increased uh, unless we've got a real plan to reduce our spending and uh, get on a path to a balanced budget. And he agreed to that. And what that means to me is if he breaks that agreement, he loses his job as speaker. You know, they'll make a motion to vacate the chair and he's out of there and we'll be back to having speaker votes and trying to figure out who can get the job. And so, you know, the one thing politicians always care about the most is keeping the job that they have. And I'm sure Kevin McCarthy is no exception to that. And so I think that that circumstance uh, may well give him the backbone to, to stand up, even if it means, you know, a government shutdown. And we would not default on our debt unless Treasury is insane. Even if we breach the debt ceiling and the extraordinary measures, there's enough revenue coming in on a monthly basis to pay the debt and pay Social Security and do a few other things. And you assume they would go into a cash flow kind of uh, management, uh, you know, kind of a cash accounting mode. And so we would not default on our debt despite the headlines and the scare tactics related to that. But it would be Pretty, pretty bad shutdown, worse than just when you have an appropriations lapse, because tons of things would have to stop completely. And that would be chaotic, and the media will go crazy and everything like that. And, um, you know, at that point, Republicans might cave, or they might really make their case to the American people. As always, the way these things get decided is who wins the public debate. You know, where is, the pub, where is public opinion going to be? And I think that public opinion should be on our side. If <laughs> We just mm -hmm. explain to people, look, we're not saying no increase in the debt. We're saying you, when you spend through your limits, you don't go to the bank and say, give me more money, you know, extend another loan to me. And if you have no plan at all to get out of the situation that you're in, and you're just going to be right back in it. You got to have a plan. I got to say one thing that worries me though, is I feel like even if the house has a backbone, even if McCarthy ends up having a backbone, Mitch McConnell's not a lot of Republican senators aren't. Is that going to hurt them in that public relations battle? I mean, like you said, logically, the public should be on the side of us. They should just mention, hey, $32 trillion in debt. This is out of control. Something needs to be done. But the mainstream media is going to be against them. But what do you think about like Mitch McConnell and them not being on the Republican side here? Well, uh, the Senate likes to cut deals and then jam the House, so we've seen... Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress 
track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Many, many times, of course, and uh, you know that could happen again this time, uh, no question. But, uh, you know, in the House, the Speaker largely controls the floor, unless they use something called a discharge petition to for they could maybe force a Senate bill onto the floor with a handful of Republicans and all the Democrats. Uh, but if that happened, you know, McCarthy's speakership is over, essentially. And mm. so, you know, I, it's not, you can't rule that out. But I think, as I said, it all depends on sort of the way the public debate and the public argument is going. You know, why would Senate Republicans defect if we're winning the argument that we've got to have some real spending limitation as part of this deal? They would only defect if we're losing the debate. And, you know, but what I really worry about, though, is the market could try to bully Congress. And we've seen this many times. Like, remember when uh, the House voted against the TARP, the, mm-hmm. the Bush bailout the first time, and then, you know, the Dow sold off 2,000 points or whatever, and then they passed it the next day. So I do worry a little bit that uh, the markets might try to bully House Republicans uh, into going along with the deal by you know having a big sell-off or something like that. Um, the best thing Republicans can do in the House is to have a good plan and to pass it, to show they can pass it, that they've got the votes, that they've got unity among Republicans uh, in the House, uh, and they can do it sooner rather than later. And I think that would really give them the high ground. And so I'm hoping that the conservatives and the more moderate members, sort of, they can get together on a plan of, you know, that, you know this the, this is our path. It gets us to balance that you know, might take on some more debt in the short term, but solves the problem in the medium and long term and has real spending restraint in it, and uh, pass it, put the ball in play. Uh, I think that if if they can do that, they're going to have a much better chance of succeeding, and it becomes much harder for the Senate to ignore that and just go along with, you know, what the Democrats want. I'm speaking with Phil Kirpin. He's with AmericanCommitment.org. You know, you, you were talking about how we should be able to win the public relations debate because the debt's out of control. I agree. I mean, that that's really what's unreasonable, not Republicans wanting to negotiate, but the debt itself. But I feel like a lot of people don't care about it as much as they should because they don't think they feel it. It seems kind of this abstract thing that's out there that's beyond their really understanding and it doesn't affect them in their daily lives. At what point does it, though? I, I mean, well, I, it, it has been. It has been right. for the last year and a half, two years that we've seen all this inflation. I mean, the, the reason everything is getting more expensive is that the way that the increase in federal government spending has been financed is that the Federal Reserve is buying the Treasury bills, and that means they're creating the money for the federal government to spend, and that created money means there's more money in circulation. Everything costs more. And so, uh, you know, it's unlikely that most people are going to see higher taxes to pay for spending being out of control. But that doesn't mean they're not paying for it. They're right. paying for it in the higher prices for everything that we see, you know, that we've seen everywhere over the last you know, year and a half. Well, yeah. And that, I guess that that was kind of what I was thinking too, that the Republicans really need to do a good job of connecting inflation and lack of economic growth to the size of the, the, the debt. Do you think they could do that? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Look, I mean, they they didn't have quite the election cycle they were hoping for, but they won the House, uh, I think, largely on that argument, on that argument that too much yeah. government spending was inflationary and was hurting people. And that's all the more reason that they can't 
roll over in this fight because they got to be able to point to something that they actually accomplished. And, uh, you know, even as inflation is coming down some, you know, we can't have another burst of federal spending. We've got to have some discipline. And uh, I think that most people understand, you know, if you're really in a real financial bind and you've got a lot of debt, you might need to borrow a little more uh, to keep things afloat, but you better have a plan to fix the situation that you're in. And the Democrats have no plan. The Republicans, uh, they haven't put one out yet. They say they're going to, but that's, I think, going to be the real test here is what's their plan and how good is it, and can they defend it? And I think if they can, uh, they've got a great opportunity to win that public debate and actually pass something. I I hope you're right. I I like a little bit of optimism, and I, I want them to hold firm at least for now. Because you're right, the argument is they just need to point to the national debt, tell people to go to usdebtclock.org, they can look at the numbers, connect that to inflation in the bad economy right now, and say, this has got to change. And I hope the Republican leadership can do that. Phil Kirpin, if people want to find out more about you, how can they do that? Americancommitment.org. All right. Thanks so much, my friend. We'll, We'll talk to you again in the future. All right. Have a good one. This segment of the program brought to you by SoCo Roofing and Restoration. Uh, want you to call them today if you think you might have some some damage, some storm damage to your roof. And, you know, we had some bad storms recently. It was windy at my place last night. Sometimes that just happens and you, you want some repairs. Maybe you don't need a completely new roof. You just need some storm damage repairs. Well, they do that at Soco Roofing and Restoration, but you got to call them today. The phone number is 256-663-4061. 256-663-4061. The website southernroofexperts.com. Now, maybe your roof is just old. Maybe you just it's that time where you need to update it. You need a completely new roof. Well, they can do that. Plus, um, they'll work with your insurance adjuster. So if you need a new roof or storm damage repairs and the insurance is supposed to cover that, um, they'll help you with that process. And that can be a tough process, I know. They also uh, have free estimates and inspections. So before you do anything, you got to make sure if that's exactly what you need, a new roof or some repairs. So they can do that. Plus, they're licensed, bonded, and insured. So you can trust the work that they do. They're the roofing company you can turn to for all your roofing needs so call them today 256-663-4061 southernroofexperts.com is the website southernroofexperts.com when you call them make sure to tell them yaffe sent you so at the top of the hour we're going to get into some more alabama politics uh we got the new republican whip in the alabama legislature he um he's going to talk to me about his new his new job what he expects to get done this session and so much more that's coming up you're listening to the yaffe program on news talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. You're listening to Yuffie on WVNN. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen.